Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Life Sentence, premiering Wednesday, March 7th at 9, 8 central, only on The CW. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And I just feel like there's so much to get to that I don't even want to bother with banter. I know you love banter, but like I just don't have anything to say to you right now. I would have thought you would have mentioned Casey, the new Casey. There's good new Casey Musgraves and we're, we both can't stop listening to it. Mm-hmm. And Casey Musgraves is our queen. She's back and we love it. I don't know. Can we say... The cleverest line of all time, which is, you can have your space, comma, <laughs> cowboy. That's like the, you can't, like, explain it in just saying it. You can't. Um, you know my, Actually, you know my favorite thing about the new Casey is, though? This is, like, actually what? relevant to the podcast. The Albmart? The gorgeous Albmart? The, the, yes. But the way that I've been listening to it on repeat mm-hmm. is somehow, like, when you open Spotify, there's this playlist called next from nashville and casey is the top i got that one too okay so but what's really funny about this playlist is that it's two casey songs and then literally the bb rexa song like it's right after (laughs) so if i forget to like loop them i just end up listening to the bb rexa song and then i'm like oh it's a good song like i like love that song now speaking of bb rexa you brought this up yesterday and sort of glossed over it but i think there may be something more devious at work here Lindsay and I were just privately discussing how bonkers it is that Marin Morris has a song in the top 10 on Spotify. <laughs> and um, I mean, to be fair, like, no one knows who she is. Yeah, to be fair, like, it. what is that song? Yeah. But I didn't realize that the Florida Georgia Line song um, that we stand for was a BB Rexa song featuring FGL House, not FGL House featuring BB Rexa. And Lindsay said that she thinks that that changed at some point. That I was mean, initially Florida is... Georgia Line featuring BB. This is like the worst, worst, worst conspiracy theory because I have no evidence. I just feel like it's wrong. I mean, it's also something we could Google fairly quickly. But I know, and I'm probably wrong about it, but I feel like there's just no way that it's BB featuring Florida. And also somehow in my mind, I feel like it used to be Florida featuring BB, but then it got switched because it was like put on her album or something happened. I just, like, I don't believe it. A very preliminary Google search shows that it has always been BB Rexa featuring Florida Georgia Line. I just, I don't buy it. If you search Florida Georgia Line featuring BB, you get a few hits for people who wrote about it, it like last year, like in, Dece- uh, in December. So mm-hmm. when it first kind of maybe came out. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wonder, or or either, either they're writing from what they saw. Oh, no, this one's rude. This one just says song review, Florida Georgia Line featuring BB Rexa. And then it's crossed out. And then it says BB Rexa featuring Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> and then it starts, okay, I'm confused. If a singer is billed as a primary artist on a track, shouldn't they have a bigger part than the featured artist? Right. But it's true, That's though, because so it's, weird. it's not a BB Rexa song. It's I not. No, it's not. It's not. Anyways, I like it. <laughs> Someone called in a favor here and... I mean, good for Florida Georgia Line for accepting the featured spot, but it's not a it's not a BB Rexa song. I just feel like I see evidence of this, and I just feel it in my heart that at one point this was Florida Georgia Line featuring <laughs> BB Rexa. 
I see evidence. I'm saying it's Berenstain Bears, Berenstain Bears. It's that. You know that conspiracy theory, right? Yes. We somehow slipped into another dimension where BB Rexa is somehow more famous than Florida Georgia Line, and I don't know what to do with it. It's not good. Both are bad, but it should not be this way. (sighs) Anyway, so this playlist like has the two Casey's, then that song. So I end up listening to that song, and it's like, I'm ashamed of myself, and but I do it, you know? It was meant to be. It'll be. You know, if it was meant to be, it'll be. (laughs) You will drain it. The most Markless headline of the week is, where is this from? I already forgot where this is from. I don't know. I don't think you it took it. I took think it's the sun. I think, it, no, it's, it's Metro. It's Metro UK. Okay. It is. Wow. Prince Harry, colon, palm reading expert says Royal loves Meghan Markle because of this. Licking his hand? in his hand so i guess oh. somehow they got a glimpse of his palm and um the his emotion line love when and you palm read from like a zoomed in paparazzi photo like enhance enhance <laughs> enhance um looking at prince harry's palm the remarkable quality that stands out is his total lack of romanticism yikes his line of emotion is very short blunt and curls up to the wall digit Saturn digit? I don't know. This is such garbage. I know this, this is, is more. This is more garbagey than when you were into tarot. Um, <gasps> sorry to drag you. <laughs> sorry, 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 but it's true. The this rather rare feature. Wait, I like am not recovered from that. I loved tarot. I still love tarot, but like yeah, you're I right. Know, but this was, is even this is even more. It was short. Uh, it was a short. It was a short-lived love. You're right. You gave me a very calming tarot reading once i'm telling that you was, like, like very optimistic i agree with you i was into it and then i wasn't but i was when i was into it like i was kind of good at it <laughs> yeah it's like improv like zen it's like zen improv do you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's like yes and but it's like involving like <laughs> <Yeah>. cards <laughs> it's yes and you know what i mean it's also like the first step before like do I really want to be a witch? Do I want yeah. to be a coven? And then you try tarot out, and if you're into it, then like maybe you may take another step into like being a right, witch. Right, right, right. I'm a I witch. just, I just couldn't go any further. Also, I feel like it's entry level con artistry where you're like, look, <laughs> how can I like, like, am I good at like suggesting people telling me things and I tell them back to them and they're like, whoa, you know? Yes. Which like, is probably what I did to you. But like, listen, since he does, since he's not romantic, he chooses very practically. So Oops. like. <laughs> He chose Megan because, like, she is the practical choice. And, like, he's not ruled by emotion. He's ruled by, like, what he sees will work in the long term, Uh which is sort of rude to Megan and rude to Harry in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Also, basically, I just don't think he ever got a clear enough photo of Prince Harry's palm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, calling bullshit on this whole thing. It's like, you can't, he can't, like, get it. He can't read a palm from a photo. Mm -hmm. As a former (laughs) magic doer. (laughs) Anyway... Um, Prince Harry, if you're listening to this, if you really want the truth, seek out Lindsay. She'll read your tarot cards and let you know if Megan was the right choice. What I'll do is I'll, like, ask you leading questions that have you tell me things and I'll tell them back to you in another form. (laughs) (laughs) I love tarot. It's truly good. Um, okay, uh, what is this? You, you're obsessed with this. (laughs) Oh my god. This is also old, you know, but I don't care. Just very quick, um, Presley Gerber got a tattoo of his sister's name on it. That's weird, right? 
I think it's very weird. So Presley, I think it's very there's something very dangerous liaisons like cruel intentions about them. These two are like too close. I don't like it. Um, Presley Gerber and, and Kaya Gerber, as you might know, are Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber's kids. Both of them mm-hmm. are now models. They're two years apart. She's 16. He's 18. And he got a tattoo of her name. And I thought it was like like her name, but like not her name, but it's like literally her name. It's her name. It's a signature of her name. It says Kaya uh, 23. And the best 23 part. 23 Roman numerals. Yes, the best part is that E News online like goes deep on what twenty three could be. So they say it's unclear what the tw- what the twenty three in Roman numerals as part of Presley's tattoo means. Although fans have offered a couple theories, some speculate that it could refer to their birthdays. He was born July twelfth, July second, nineteen ninety nine. She was born September third, two thousand one. Oh my god! <laughs> Others point out that Kaya made her couture debut during the Chanel show at Paris Week on January twenty third. As oh, okay, both she and Presley are models like them. Okay, we know that, but like, so the number means not those things for sure. Does not yeah, mean there's those no things. way. Yeah, I want to say something as more evidence that this is very creepy and this is dangerous liaisons. He got his tattoo with Kaya present and his girlfriend. So his girlfriend came along. There's something yeah. twisted about twisted. you bringing your girlfriend along to get a tattoo of your sister's name on twisted. your on, what yeah. is it on his arm <laughs> yeah yeah it's twisted it's twisted Wait, the there's something is... sinister like i feel for this girl charlotte d'alessio charlotte Wait, d'alessio <laughs> watch out run 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 as far away as you can run. from the from the gerber uh crawford family Wait, because I... <laughs> no good can come of this you might be getting free tequila but it's not worth it it's not worth it run this is like our get out it's our version of get out but it's like stupid <laughs> like okay. the the whitest it's like what if get out lost all racial commentary and was just about like creepy two, rich white two people. siblings <laughs> that like could maybe have sex with each other okay the end of this article then we'll end is it's at the end of the e-news piece it says he and cindy meaning he grandy gerber approve of presley's tattoo tribute to his sister rg and jg approved randy commented on presley's photo cool cindy wrote Ew. She wrote. Randy's like cool. Cindy wrote cool. Randy's like the dangerously cool dad who's gonna be so cool about things that like someone's gonna get murdered. Like someone's gonna oh, die yeah. in his oh, in his yeah. care. Oh yeah. Because no, he's like, 100%. it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, um, it's true. Okay, and two let's move quick on. things before we move on to our interview because we have an interview today. Um, nothing's quick. We've already been talking for like eleven minutes. Countess Luann was profiled in <laughs> the New York Times. <laughs> yes. The most Perfect. important moment is this paragraph, which plenty of people tweeted at us. And I just, you know, <clears throat> tweeted. Obviously, it was a really bad night for me and something I'm not proud of. She's talking about the time she was arrested. <laughs> Said Miss DeLesseps, sipping espresso out of a mug emblazoned with the phrase, eggs a la Francaise, a term she used in season seven <laughs> of Housewives to describe scrambled eggs. Wow. This is sort of rude of the New York Times because eggs it's, a la Francaise no, is a thing. It is a thing. But she used it to describe scrambled she, eggs. <laughs> it's eggs a la Francaise if you like, even I fucked up. Like I, it's, it's, it, oh God. it's a real Are thing. Are you going to now talk about like when you tried to make eggs a la Francaise? Well, I've made eggs a la Francaise a few times. You're I just like don't worse think it's than worth, the Countess. I don't think it's worth the effort. I just think it's like, uh-huh. it, it's creamier. They're good. But you have to like stir them on low heat for like uh-huh. 15 minutes. And it's uh-huh. like, I want my scrambled eggs yesterday. This so is do you think long. that this writer is being rude that she actually was making egg, like eggs a la Francaise? I think she was really making eggs a la Francaise and the yeah. writer is being and the writer rude. And the writer saw it. Because it, there was, it was kind of mocked in the show. Her eggs a la Francaise was just scrambled eggs. Yes. Shout out to Caroline who loves as eggs a la Francaise. Hi, Caroline. I mean, who doesn't love eggs a la Francaise? And who doesn't love just fucking plain ass scrambled eggs yeah. with like good milk? 
My argument is that they're just not. It's not worth the extra time. Okay. Is that Bobby wants to let to you know Pelotons? that he's made eggs. He's made actually eggs a la francaise. One time okay. I made a video of myself making eggs a la francaise and sent it to you guys. Eggs <laughs> a la francaise. No better way like, to start the day. Eggs a la francaise. Shout out I to remember. videographer Josh, rolling his <laughs> eyes the whole time. Hey Josh, can you take a video of me really quick, uh, making eggs a la francaise so I can send it to Lindsay and Caroline? And he's like, whatever. I should find that. Anyways, Countess profile is actually good. You should go read it. There's like a lot there about her grappling with like this terrible idea for a cabaret thing that she had had before she got arrested and now she has to like go do it. So she's just like very confused on like, she's like, maybe I shouldn't sing like I fought the law and the law won, right? Mm. When is when is Countess Luann not grappling and or confused? I know, um, it's like very grappling. And then there's like a part where it's like, she fell in a bush. Like it's just a lot, like there's just too much. It's just too much, I don't like it. Anyways. Emily Ratajkowski married her boyfriend who came on the scene two weeks ago, according to <laughs> Chelsea Hirsch of page six. I mean, he only came on the scene two weeks ago. He came on the scene two weeks ago. He was not on the scene. And then he was, he was on the scene. And then suddenly they were married. It's like he came literally. He like appeared like a, he just like poof. There he was on the scene. Just kidding. Um, they mean like in her media. Or like, you know. Yeah. What's his name? Scene. Sebastian Bear McClard. His name is Sebastian Bear McClard. And if you read that name, you're like, whoa, sounds like a rich guy. You'd be correct. You're like, hmm, sounds like he has, sounds like he has two parents who are equally important because he has both their names who are both like New York scene people. And you'd also be be correct. It's like, oh, he produces movies. He produced uh, Mm. Good Time. He produces these movies. He just gives them money, but doesn't really do much work. Is that the son of a rich person? Oh, he is. Oh, he shows up to the courthouse with his best friend, the fat Jew. Hmm, wonder what kind of guy this is. No, it's just a rich guy. (laughs) It's just a rich guy. He is uh, like male Lena Dunham, but without uh, talent, I guess. He's not like creating anything. I guess he tried to be an artist for a well, while, but it didn't work out. He's producing movies. Okay, sure. He's like wannabe Megan Ellison, but it's like he could never. The best part is if you we were like kind of searching through all the stuff about him and like everyone had their very baseline five things. But if you go farther, 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 farther back, you get a New York Times not New York Times, a New York Magazine piece that's like how to rule the art world. Like from, it's from like 2012. 2012. And it, the number 12 is get born into it. And then there's this kind of spread of all these different um, people who've been. The schnobbles. Right. But the he, Ryman's. And he's not on it. The reason why it came up was because someone in the comments, some fucking gift giver in the comments included their own list. It was like, don't forget these people. The sons and daughters of artists. And one of them is Sebastian Bear McClard, son of Lisa Bear, writer and artist, and Michael McClard, artist. So mm-hmm. alongside Lena Dunham. So if you su- if you search Lisa Bear, you find out she is a New York-based filmmaker, writer, photographer, media activist who makes mm-hmm. individual and collaborative works, blah, blah, blah. She founded art magazines Avalanche and Bomb. I'm sure that means something to some people out there, but nothing yeah. to me. And then... <laughs> She's, and then he's also the son of this guy, Michael McClard, who has plenty of work also. A like, lot of paintings. Yeah. A lot of paintings. Yeah. I like them, actually. I was looking at them. I'm into them. <laughs> His paintings. Um, but never forget, this is a perfect match for Emily Ratajkowski and Rata because her parents are also artists. Right. It, it is a perfect match for her. It is interesting because someone did report that she had like, broken up her, with her boyfriend like three weeks ago and then this guy showed up and like now they're married. Yeah, it's very trendy right now to like have a very public breakup and then just get married to the next person. Which means that they're either going to like get divorced like tomorrow or they'll be together forever. Aside from like the circumstances, it seems like a good match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Oscars are next Sunday, this coming Sunday. This coming very Sunday. Very excited. Mm-hmm. 
very, very, very excited. So in honor of the Oscars, we have Vanity Fair's film critic Richard Lawson with us in the studio to talk about the who's and them's of the Oscars, um, and also to do a little personal promo for his brand new book, which everyone should buy. But let's play that now. <laughs> and also play a really hard game, which... Just, sorry, it was hard. I didn't mean to make it that hard. No, but, but I think it was good because I think people will enjoy it because maybe they'll like play along, like the Oscar right. experts in the audience. But yes. this was just our version. We wanted to have Richard on the show for many reasons, but we he is like a true Oscars paying attentioner. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. He I mean, really that's part of his job. He has an yeah, Oscars podcast. He really pays attention. He has a podcast and we just wanted him to give us the, the dirt, the dish. Um, So let's play that now and then keep listening because of course we got to talk about Rita. So today in the studio, Lindsay and I have the privilege of having Richard Lawson across the table. The from oft us. requested Who Weekly guest by mm-hmm. mostly me requesting it. I you, think. but also a few yeah. people have been like, "When is Richard coming it's like on?" 60-40, you and everyone else. <laughs> okay. Well, there. Well, I went to one of your shows at Bell House, and I met someone, a fan of yours, outside, and she had like read me or whatever, and she they she all know who she you asked are. for a collab. They so. know. Yeah. And also, we they did know. one <laughs> one time we like. We're on trying to do a vacation, so you did a mini episode. Mm-hmm. Never again did that. But I was like, let's do like other <laughs> podcasts we love. And your podcast, Little Gold Men, was one of the podcasts that I was like, this is a must. Oh, that's right. Yeah, thank and you so for I that. think yeah. a lot of Who Weekly listeners maybe took that advice and like mm-hmm. are now mm-hmm. big. Little I believe Gold I have heard from some people on Twitter <laughs> that very that very thing. Which yeah. is So thank you. Anyways, what are we this? This episode's going to air close to the Oscars because mm-hmm. whenever like a an award show approaches, people are like. Okay, who's in them? What's going to happen? And it's, we're like, Ugh. yeah, and it's easy for award shows like the VMAs or uh, the People's Choice Awards or even the Grammys because they have best they have categories that are dedicated best to new people you've never heard of. Is our right. is they our have categories about award, like up course. and coming people? You don't necessarily have the up and coming category. Didn't the Golden Globes used to have a category like best new? Uh, I think actor back in the eighties or, or something. Yeah, they did. best yeah. new yeah. It was like actor best is new, so but not. it was like it was like best new face. It was a really silly title. It was like, it's like best, best new kiss or something. Yeah, it's Gloria like, Stewart from Titanic was the last person nominated. Pia Zadora, like the iconic winner of that is Pia Zadora, won a Golden Globe for like best new something. Oh. Um, it's like the kiss of death. Speaking of the Glee curse, um, but I, I would I would argue that the whoiest categories are like the supporting actor, actress categories. Yeah. Probably if yeah. you're not talking about like sound mixing, sound editing, because who cares? But um, <laughs> like sometimes there's like a Jean Dujardin who actually wins Best Actor, and, yeah. no, and he's still a who even though he has that. Although I guess maybe that disqualifies him as from who's. Well, it's status, just but. funny because you like you're so immersed in this world that like no one's really who to you anymore mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, right? that's fair. Yeah, but you know yeah. you can you know based on the reactions you get to the types of people you talk about who is technically a who to like the general audience kind of. Yeah, which like when it's a year like this where it's a lot of indies, it's mm-hmm. most of them. It's you right, know, like, right. You know. Well, it's like just funny because Timothy Chalamet and Saoirse Ronan are like mm-hmm. two of the main people we're talking about, and they're both like pretty much total who's to most people right yeah, yeah. even I, though brooklyn like mm. i remember a couple of years ago when i first started at vanity fair um uh we were having some meeting about we wanted to get like a big it wasn't about a co- the cover for the magazine but it was something on the web and we wanted like a big start and i was like oh what about jessica chastain and everyone was like richard no like you're the only person <laughs> for whom that would be a big deal Ooh. Like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like yeah. you knew she was gonna hit 
but it would be three years later. And you'd be like, God, well, I, right. yeah, you I, would, know. I wish I was that prescient. I think also, it was just that I, I wish I had a very skewed perspective. <laughs> she hasn't yeah. technically hit yet, I would say. Oh, my God. I would God. argue she hasn't really. Really? Yeah, Molly's Game did not do well, no. which I was disappointed about. Which is like my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love um, Molly's so Game. Uh, would you agree that like the supporting category is like the place to find the who's? If yeah, anywhere. I mean, yes, I think you definitely, I mean, you get people like June Squibb in there. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams was absolutely a who when she was nominated, mm-hmm. you know, the first time for Junebug. So, yeah, I think that's that's a safe. It's sort assumption. of like a place that that the Academy feels more comfortable taking risks. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like they're, 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 they're willing to have more fun with it. That's like where you'll find the comedic actors, too. Like, like Golden more. Globes willy-nilly yeah. will just, like, give anyone a Golden mm-hmm. Globe. Like, right, they're just kind of like, they love to, like, right. throw a curveball, you could say. Yeah, like like Aaron Taylor Johnson winning for oh, Nocturnal Animals last wild. year. Yeah, it was so stupid. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I think the other thing about the supporting categories versus the lead, which helps the kind of hooiness of it, is that... Um, the supporting categories, for whatever reason, just feel less political. Mm-hmm. Like, there are all these kind of weird rules about, like, I mean, unspoken rules, but the Academy, like, tends to go for younger actresses and older actors, and that's rarely flipped or, you know. And I think that's because, well, the, the adage that my co-host, um, Mike Hogan, says on our podcast is that, like, unfortunately, the Academy, well, maybe not the new Academy, but the old Academy, which was a lot of older men, they wanted to award the actor they wanted to be and the woman, the actress they wanted to sleep with. <laughs> And so that's where the age thing would come in. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like rewarding young men or older women. Anyway, Which is so funny because yeah. it's being turned on its head a little bit this year, right? Yeah. A little yeah. bit. A yeah, little absolutely. bit. Well, the, the, yeah. You had, who, who did you have? Mark Harris, right, was talking about like how even just like the slightest change of the the voting block can have like a huge, huge effect difference. Yeah. On, uh, yeah. on like the actual nominees. And we're seeing that this year. Yeah. I know. Sure. When will we get like a full turnover? What year will it be that like most of the old people are like gone? We, I feel a like that's... Of, a lot of them have to die. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, I wonder if the kind of calculation is done or just where like the one year where we'll have most percentage of turnover in terms of like the Oscar voting. Right? I mean, I can't wait. I mean, though you it'll do see soon. the change. Yeah, it'll be soon. And you see the change now. I mean, someone like Daniel Kaluuya in Best Actor would never have gotten never. in even no. three years ago. Right. I don't think. Even Bef- Get Out yeah. in Best Picture probably wouldn't have happened if enough yeah. young people weren't kind of like reading Twitter. And it also had the better <laughs> part of a year to beat the drum for it, which then kind of gives lie to the idea that all Oscar movies have to come out between October and December. Which right. is great because there are so many shitty good movies that come in February that would really... Absolutely, like, you yeah. Know? Um, who, if you if you had to like recognize more of a who that didn't get um, mm. the nomination this mm. year, who would you give... The uh, the supporting actor or actress nomination to this year. Uh, Michael Stuhlbarg for Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm. I think he's still who you know Definitely. adjacent at least. And he's I in everything. He, yeah, he's in everything, but no one really but knows that's who a, he is. That's like I, character actor style. Mm-hmm. That's you know you have. There's a lot of those. Like they're who names like them faces. You recognize them. Yeah. You're like oh, what are you from? And it's like yeah, that one amazing scene in Call Me by Your Name is like what. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the thesis of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really. it's really important it's that that true. scene is in there and that That's he delivers true. it as well as he does. And he basically it's, it's basically ripped from the book too. And like who did he get? Bu- who's who like replaced him? Fucking Woody Harrelson right. and Sam Rockwell both right. for well, your favorite movie, Lindsay. Uh, how come Academy? Yeah, I really <laughs> had come? a I really had a soapbox this year that I stood yeah. on after. I, I will say yeah. I was early on that. too. You were early, yeah, right? Because I somehow saw it early and you were like so mad, and I was like, right. After I saw it the first time, I was like, I mean, it wasn't great, but I'm not super mad at yeah. it. And then mm-hmm. like as it festered, I was like, this is, I'm furious. I've never been more
been more furious. I know, and people have been saying to me, it's like, anyone who liked that movie, I just like can't trust them. I just like don't yeah. know them anymore. And it's, like, it's funny how that happens every year. Like last year, I saw La La Land um, in, in uh, Telluride, so that was over Labor Day weekend, and I kind of, you know, I was like, the middle isn't great, but the beginning and the end are so wonderful. I gave it this glowing review, and then as the months went on, it, by the time the Oscars were, I was like, fuck this awful <laughs> movie, I hate it. And I went and back review. and I watched it. It's fine. But like Three Billboards, I feel like we actually have like, there's a reason to not, to think about that movie. Both like are, right, but both were caught in kind of the like overhyped that made you even matter. It was yeah. just like La La Land was so hyped that it it made it worse yeah. for people yeah. who th- felt that they were kind of above the hype and that there was more to see out right. there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah. Wait, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that going back to the sort of Who idea, I think that there is a Who movie I wish had yeah, gotten in, that? which was uh, The Florida Project. And even no, though that's no. nominated with Bobby watched that last night. That was boring. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like it? <laughs> I didn't really like yeah. it as much okay. as I thought I would well, like it. Well, no. it's maybe overhyped. That's another pr- mm-hmm. peril of Oscar I liked season. It. But like that, b- besides Willem Dafoe and like Caleb Landry Jones in one scene, who is a who? I mean, again, he's not a who to me. <laughs> Caleb Landry Jones is a them, but he's not at all yeah. in the real world. But like it's all, you know, first time actors. A, mm-hmm. the, the mom was Which pulled from Instagram. Which is what that director, right? is like kind of known for right Mm -hmm. like that's like his tangerine was his first movie right like shot on an iphone like that's his thing right and i think there was some concern after tangerine popped and it got nominated for some independent spirit awards that um that okay so now sean baker's known and now his next big his next movie is going to be full of celebrities which is often what we see when indie directors got a marvel (laughs) but then his biggest celebrity was willem dafoe you know for his next movie but it's just funny that he he got one (laughs) he got one and that was the one he chose and i think it may hopefully speaks to his commitment to his style of filmmaking that he's not going to just like sell out or so to speak and get like you know george Clooney. my whole thing about that movie was just like i liked it but i was like american honey is better and I and I for, yeah, and I know I compare yeah. and I know it's like not fair to compare it's them completely in my fair, head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But American Honey ruled, and I feel like did not get a lot of love. And no, it that didn't. talk about who's like every kid was like picked off a of Daytona, Florida beach. Yeah, like, yeah, and then Sasha Lane, the star, just had <laughs> two movies and at Sundance this year. And it turns out she's good. Um, and if you liked American Honey, there was a movie at Sundance full of right now who are who's called Skate Kitchen about I'm these ready. real life girls yeah, who skate down in Lower East Side uh, skateboard, um, and they were kind of they're all friends and they were spotted on the subway by the director. And she was like, are there more of you? And they were. And now they're all kind of Instagram famous-ish. Sure. And they do fashion stuff. Sure. But like, anyway, those are people you should keep your eyes on. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, Before we get into the game, I want to do this, um, Lindsay, you can see this. Oh, also, I I have here, we can skip this, but it was like, uh, this is dumb. The Who's and Them's are the best picture nominations. I was like, the nah. Them's are Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, yeah. The Post. The Who's are, I would say, Phantom Thread and Darkest Hour are the two Who's. Well, Phantom sure. Thread was really like the them. last yeah. movie everyone no saw, right? And, and no one so. really expected it to but get the I, nomination for Best Picture, did they? No. Like, no. no. And I also weirdly think in in, in the very sort of uh, cloistered world of, of the Oscar campaign season, Dunkirk has weirdly become sort of hooey because it's like it, it was it was the front runner back in July and yeah. now it's like kind of an afterthought yeah. and it's just kind of weird how that narrative. Changes. I like this lightning round though. So, it, so usually we have to like explain who everyone is before the Oscars, but we're yeah. gonna make you do it. So okay. basically, lightning round means you give like what one sentence about who the person is. Sure. I, I would say, who are them and then like a sentence about who they are and then we move on. But like just why the, we? The, sh- okay. But maybe like. Not just like that they were in this movie, but like why we should care about them. What's your favorite thing about them? Or why we shouldn't. Okay. Or if you think they're not going to happen, say they're not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Just really fast. We get a lot of names here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you pronounce all oh, of them Oh, really quickly though? before we go. Oh, yeah. I got it down. Yeah. Um, before we go on, debatable. 
I didn't know where to put these, and I think this is really tough. Okay, these I, two Best Picture nominations, these two Best Picture nominees are Three Billboards and Call Me By Your Name. Who's or thems? I don't know. I think I Three think Billboards is now with them because enough people have talked about it, and, and, th- and it might win. Yeah, and I think that Call Me By Your Name, based on its box office when it went wide, is who, I mean, it really it's who it did, it did, it did not do well. Didn't After do well. all that hype, I mean, that's the thing. We live in such a bubble, especially like gay Twitter, all that shit, like... I was no like, this cared. is going to be the biggest movie of the year. No, no one really I mean, yeah. according really to cared. gay Twitter, ev- I mean, everyone in Texas saw Call Me By Your Name, yeah. you know? But gay no Twitter one saw it. is not real. So. Yeah, well, there no. you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. okay. um, so, lightning round. Let's start okay. with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, rising, uh, almost them, but still a who. Uh, Timothy Chalamet uh, dated Madonna's daughter. Uh, <laughs> has terrible management because they let him do a Woody Allen movie. Amazing. Perfect. Margot Robbie. Uh Undeserving them. Uh, great and Wolf of Wall Street has not been good since. <laughs> Undeserving them. I Damn. love it. Richard's like here to play. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. Um, still a who seems reluctant to become a them. He's kind of cagey in interviews and stuff like that, and 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 never smiles when they announce him. You know when he's nominated for things, but he's wonderful in Get Out, uh, and I'm glad he's nominated because he makes that movie. Yeah. Laurie Metcalf. Oh them, but like. <laughs> Done. Like, <laughs> like, 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 treasured book on the bookshelf. Then treasured you haven't book. read it in a while. But treasured like, book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Allison Janney. Uh, them should be most famous for Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is the same performance she gave in that time. Do you want to do the second half? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sally Hawkins. Question mark. Uh, <laughs> she's a who? She's not. No, a I, I answered. I just was doing it. Mute, oh. So on her shape of water. <laughs> He's signing egg. Let's see. He's yeah. signing egg. I haven't seen it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Does it's, that spoil? It's a really either love or hate. No, I'm gonna see it. Movie. I just I've yeah. been Bobby has a screener, but I've been it. waiting to see it in a theater. I loved it. I loved My sister it. was like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen." Great, so, you know. can't wait to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tiffany Haddish. Wait, that was you. Sorry. Oh yeah, Tiffany Haddish. Mm. She's not a nominee, but I want to throw her. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say she's like one thing away from them, and it's gonna happen this fall when she's in the Kevin Hart movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And she's also on a show with Tracy Morgan, right? She's also in oh, every commercial. Do you know? Yeah, that? and and um, Groupon. Groupon. Yeah, I think she. I think that based on on obviously Girls Trip, but also her the speech that she gave at New York Film Critics Circle uh, that went viral. I think mm-hmm. that yeah. Saoirse Ronan. Obviously. Them. If only people could pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. Oh God! I know. It. If her name was like Sarah Ronan, she'd be a. She'd them. be. She'd <laughs> be in everything. I'm sorry, but like I just went for the most. Okay, Octavia Spencer. Them. Yeah, I think so too. Though she's a little bit suffering from Christoph Waltz syndrome, where she keeps getting nominated for the same performance. Yeah, yeah. The same, right. not the same performance, the same role. People just right. keep giving I mean, her the uh, same role. Right. But to be fair, she has good taste. I would say, but I would say Octavia Spencer is a much more like is better than Christoph Waltz. I oh, think he's. Fully. I think Christoph Waltz well, is bad, I, like actively bad at things. But like, he's Bemmy, yeah. and that people can always do an impression of him. Like I, no I think the difference between yeah. them, between Waltz and and Spencer, is that like Octavia Spencer, w- although she's getting the same roles, she's like likable in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Christoph Waltz is just big guys. Yeah, well, big guys, <laughs> big guys, big guys. <laughs> My favorite movie, Big Guys. <laughs> big Guys was the last movie I was genuinely mad about since uh, Three Billboards. Well, Bear it's a movie about how a woman was overshadowed by her like lying husband, and then they made the lying husband the lead of the movie. Weird, weird choice. Um, okay, uh, Leslie Manville. Oh, who? Absolutely, right? but like, but boutique who? Like, like really, like re- like you know, who that I like didn't even z- remember who she was in the movie after like, I saw it. Like if you well, but Had if you Google. like her, you're, you're you're kind of in the she's know. She's like she's like a 
yeah, it's like a, an artisan who. Yeah, it is like it's like it's like she's very she's like a very expensive who. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Like, um, and if uh, if people want to go back, they they won't. But like, uh, she she did our podcast and she came into the studio with just me and her, and she was dressed fabulously. And everyone, anyone who knew her from another year, the Mike Lee film from a while ago, would be. Su- I was surprised that she wasn't that kind of shabby, you know, mess. She, she was, was more great. like her Phantom Thread character. She's great. Um, and Kumail and Emily V. Gordon. I just thought there were well because of fucking gender politics. She's a who and he's a them, right? Uh, and also because he's on a hit HBO show. Yeah, but I think he's been good on Twitter about like kind of dinging people this who write wife. headlines. This is my and, wife, yeah, yeah, which is like and what's funny is like to internet people, she's kind of a them because she's right. been on Tumblr. She was kind of a thing, right. and she's been like she had this advice column for a long time that I used to read. Yeah, she's that's what's kind of interesting to yeah. me because she has a she has a pretty substantial following in like certain yeah. bubbles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and him I like didn't care about. And then was like, oh, it's Silicon Valley guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this movie. I was talking with, to someone at Sundance who, who laid out a very convincing case of why she should have just played herself in the movie. I don't understand. Was she like, that bad of an actor? It's that infuriating. Does Zoe Kazan, you know, no, no knock against her, but does she bring that much star quality Right, she was barely in it. You didn't yeah. have to be that good of an actress. She's in a coma yeah. for most yeah. of it. <laughs> and it's just their, it's their same familiar banter. They can recreate that on screen. I know, you're you right. Know? She should have played herself. Yeah. Zoe Kazan, no one needs Zoe Kazan. No one does. Um... But That's we're it. not here to drag Zoe Kazan. We're here to play a game. I gave it a fa- a, a dumb name. Um, you four, did. Four and who? That's such a bad four name. Four as in four and who? Yeah, this is bad. I don't know. I'm scared. But the game is really good. So basically, um, uh, Richard knows a lot about the Oscars, specifically old Oscars. I I, I didn't want to oh, go. I, I, I didn't want to go too far. I didn't want to oh. go too far. So you have yeah. a thing with '90s Oscars where you'll watch old old Oscars broadcasts, yeah. and like write about them for Vanity Fair. So yeah. you have like a certain. Um, yeah, I was like, Bobby, that'll, that'll, that'll be out around the time of this era. So you have a yeah. certain knowledge of um, sort of the past thirty years, I would say. Of, of of Oscars. Let's, let's well, we'll see. This is I, the... to, I wasn't. Yeah. I, w- I didn't want to be rude and go into the seventies. So I kept this eighties and I kept this like maybe, maybe memorable. Okay, what's the game? Know. The game is I'm going to give you the four four nominees from from a category. Okay. And I'm going to leave one of them out. So I'm going to give you the four nominees from supporting actress, supporting actor, and picture, and I'm going to say one? and <laughs> <Yeah>. who. <gasps> Oh my God! I don't it's know. okay if you can't. Yeah. You I'm giving you the year and the movies for the. You still the get it if you just if you name the movie that they were into. Yeah, let's just yeah, like you, you can get still it. get okay. it. I'm if probably you... gonna go like oh for it's yeah. gonna be whatever. it's gonna be hard, yeah. but I think you're gonna get most of them. I okay. think. I so want to just alternate. I've gotten none of them. Okay, go ahead. Okay, let's start with uh, best actress. Most of these are supporting, but I peppered in some actress and uh, picture and a couple actors. Okay. Um, best actress, 1981. I thought this was very funny. Catherine Hepburn for On Golden Pond, Diane Keaton for Reds, Susan Sarandon for Atlantic City, Meryl Streep for the French Lieutenant, for the French Lieutenant's Woman, and who? I don't know any of these is movies. It, that's not Coal Miner's Daughter, year, is it? No, no. Uh-uh. Um, wait, can you read the names again? Sorry. Catherine Hepburn, Diane Keaton, Susan Sarandon, Meryl Streep. 1981. What a lineup. So the person you left out is the one who won? No, the person no. I left out is just the whoiest one. <laughs> oh, well, fuck. Um, <laughs> who won this? I think this might be the hardest one. I don't know. How is it first? Catherine Hepburn won. Okay. Well, who is the who, though? Oh, who she won know? for On Golden Pond? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, right, of course, yes. Um, is it an American? Oh, I think so. I think so. Do you want the name of the movie? Yes. Only When I Laugh. Talk about who's. Oh, Lord. Um, 
Actress Georgia, played by the who in question, gets out of treatment for alcohol addiction only to be greeted by a host of interpersonal Ooh, problems. Sounds compelling. Does this remind you of anything? No. Marsha Mason. Oh, who is okay. That? So, so now, now people who actually know their Oscars, Joe Reed or something, are screaming right yeah, now listening yeah, to this. He's, he's yeah. screaming. Yeah. He's just you're getting jo- okay, let's be real. Just Joe Reed. <laughs> like, like, I love it. You're like, yeah. people know their Oscars. Like, just Joe Reed. Joe yeah. Reed is screaming. Yeah. Um, 1980. Oh, you go. Okay, so 1986. Which What is this category? Supporting actress. Supporting oh, actress. Christ. This uh, might be the second hardest. Uh, Diane Weiss for uh, Hannah and Her Sisters. Who won? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tess Harper for Crimes of the Heart. Who to me? Mary Elizabeth Mastranio. Who the hell Mastrantonio. is that? Mastrantonio. Okay. You'd recognize her. For The face. Color of Money. And Maggie Smith for A Room with a View. And who? Oh my God. Guys, I don't know. 86? I told 86. you it's going to be too hard. This is too hard. Um, Let me know and I'll give you the movie. Just say it. Uh, yeah. It's not the year that Sigourney was nominated for Working Girl. That was the year before, Nuh-uh. right? I'm going to cut this one. That's way too hard. Um, I have no idea, guys. Okay, so the movie go. is Children of a Lesser God. Oh. That's not Meg Tilly, is it? Mm-hmm. What? Try one more time. Um, what do you... Um, Meg Tilly. <laughs> it's not Meg... Well, wait, uh, what was she, it's not Meg she Tilly. In that? Wasn't she in that? Um, I have no idea. Piper Laurie. Oh, okay. Piper yep. Laurie. Yep. 80s is rough, guys. Yeah, I no, We only have a couple more 80s. And that then was you go, the 90s. You will definitely get. <laughs> you will get, definitely get the 90s. This is going to no. air. And I'm gonna Why get fired. are you going? You're going yeah. backwards from the hardest uh, to the easiest. I promise. Yeah, I. I yeah, okay, go. Whatever. Sorry. 1988. Okay. Gina Davis for the Accidental Tourist. Joan Cusack for Working Girl. Michelle Pfeiffer for Dangerous Liaisons. Sigourney Weaver for Working Girl. And who? Who at the time? 1988. Who at the time? Total them now. That's the hint. Um. At the time, um, so they were young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1988. Um, what's the I I like late 80s? Mississippi them. Burning. Oh, well, from, from McDormand. Yeah, McDormand. Yeah. Got it. That's right. You got one. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, 1989. We're not even out of the. 80s we can yet? cut this one. W- really? I'm gonna cut this Ooh, one. We should give it a try. Why okay. not? Okay. 1989. Supporting actress. You didn't put it here. Yeah, this is supporting. Brenda Fricker for My Left Foot. How is that not the who? Angelica Houston for Enemies, A Love Story. Julia Roberts for Steel Magnolias. Diane Weist again for Parenthood. (laughs) Wow. And who? Was that a Steedenburgian year? No. No, but you're really close in terms of like, uh, like physically, they could, they're interchangeable. (laughs) Okay. I'll give you the oh, movie. The movie is Enemies, a love story. Tall, skinny, oh, Houston, Houston. Uh-uh. No, no, she was she the was, other one. Who's the other one in Enemies, oh, a love story? I have no idea. It's Lena Olin. Lena Olin. Who was that? Oh, God. She is like, she was the one who was. So many people nominated okay. for Oscars. We're done. But it's, away. yeah, this, this really just show, this We're really just show that it's like kind yeah. of irrelevant. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, here we go. This is fun. This is actor. This is, this is fun. 1997. <laughs> A best Supporting Actor, Robin Williams for Good Will Hunting, Anthony Hopkins for Amistad, Greg Kinnear for As Good As It Gets, Burt Reynolds for Boogie Nights, and who? 1997. So that wouldn't have been Robert Forster. <laughs> it is. It's Robert oh, Forster. Oh, it's, oh, for Jackie Brown. <laughs> it's Robert Forster, yeah? Jackie You got Brown. it, you got yeah. it, you got it. 1999. This is fun. Great year. Uh, Angelina Jolie, Girl Interrupted, she got it. Tony Collette for The Sixth Sense, Catherine Keener for Being John Malkovich, Samantha Morton for Sweet and Lowdown, and who? Who at the time? 1999. Supporting yeah. actress. Um, so it's the year before Catherine Zeta. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, that's always the year that you remember. Yeah. The year before Catherine Here's, Zeta. We'll give you the movie. Okay. Boys Don't Cry. Oh, 70. Yep. 70. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. I don't know when movies were is the problem. I know. I'm bad at years, too. Um, this one's 
this is actress of the same year. I thought this was fun. Um, Hilary Swank for Boys Don't Cry, Annette Benning for American Beauty, Julianne Moore for The End of the Affair, Meryl Streep for Music, Music of, of the, the Heart. heart. Fuck you, that fucking movie. Um, and who? Music what, of what, the Heart. 1999. And same you year. got Boys was Don't Cry. Was this Julie Christie? Mm-mm. No. No. I just, I, but I don't know yours. I never Tumble saw Leeds. this movie. Tumble oh, oh, uh, Janet McTeer. Janet yeah. McTeer. You should just give, I feel like this yeah, we can just give, just we can just give it, movie. but not for the next one, because the next one will give it away. <laughs> this is Bobby's <laughs> favorite movie. Uh, Renee, uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger for Cold Mountain. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Uh, uh, excuse my pronunciation Shereya on this. Dashlu. Thank you for House of Sand and Fog. Marsha Gay Harden for Mystic River. Holly Hunter for 13. And who? You put this as a who? She's at the time. Um, and it's Bobby's favorite movie. Not um, my favorite Actress. Movie. Oh, um... I mean, that's too easy. Even any listener of the Who Weekly podcast would know. Oh, um, oh, uh, uh, Pieces of April. <laughs> Patty Clarkson. <laughs> Patty good Clarkson. Old, yeah. good yeah. old Patty, Patty Clarkson. Yeah. It's a Patty uh, Clarkson. Directed by Lucas Hedges' dad. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. And he directed the new... And I heard some good thing about him that I can tell you off. Of. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, here we go. 2004. We're almost done. Yeah, Are we? We're almost done. Okay. 2004. Kate Blanchett, this is actress, supporting actress. Kate Blanchett, The Aviator. Laura Linney, Kinsey. Virginia Madsen, Sideways. Natalie Portman, Closer. And who? 2004. From Hotel Rwanda. Oh, um, Sophia Okunido. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you're getting it. Uh, no, I'm, it's because I'm getting the movies. No, but, but I think that, that this yeah. game, if it was better designed... Hey, I ran this game by you <laughs> I know. a few hours ago, and you no, said, I, I love this game. I, I, mean, said it, I said it's a little I, I write about Oscars. I host an Oscars podcast. I should know this stuff, I'm going to Best Picture. I'm going to Best Picture. I Go to Best Picture. I don't have that kind of brain. This is going to be great. This is fun. We're going, we're, now we're just at Best Four Pictures. Little, okay. Three dumb Best Pictures. Okay, 1980. Ordinary People, Coal Miner's Daughter, The Elephant Man, Raging Bull, and who? This is funny. This movie, I've literally, <laughs> I'm like, we were lolling about this all day. Like, what is this movie? Oh, God. One word. <laughs> Um, One name. I'm sure you've never seen it. <laughs> no, I'm sure I haven't. Tess? No. no, no. <laughs> never. No. And Tess. Tess? Nothing. And Tess. And Tess. Okay. Keep 82. Going. Gandhi. Iconic year when Gandhi beat E.T. Gandhi, E.T., Tootsie, The Verdict, and who? I've Was Sophie's Choice one. nominated? No. That's when she won for a career. I think that's his. I think Jack. Is this Jack Lemon? Also, this movie. Like, what is this this movie? um, I know. Jack Lemmon. John Shea. What what movie? Sissy Spacek. No, you would never know. It's called Missing. Missing. Nope. Yeah, never seen it. Just these who's. It's just really funny that these, like, at the time, people were probably like, oh, did have you seen Missing? Yeah, but these are like the... That should have won. Missing should have won. Have you seen Missing? Yeah. Yeah, 19, but, but 1986. Let's just do this last These one. are the darkest hour of our year. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one, like yeah. no one's like darkest hour. This is a little easier. Oh, but it's, it's, okay. It's, 1996. Yeah. English Patient. Uh-huh. Fargo. But good year. Jerry Maguire. Shine. And who? Uh, what is this movie? It's um, Mike Lee. Oh, uh, Secrets of Mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's that was it. that was the year that was an interesting year because that was the year that everything nominated was independent, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and so everyone was freaking out that like the indies were taking over and the studios were ruined. Wait, Jerry Maguire was independent? But no, so the, I guess Jerry Maguire was the only okay. one. Okay, I was like, everything else wowie, was. Yeah. Shine always reminds me of. I've never seen Shine. I, I feel I feel shame for it's, having not seen Shine. It's good, but I always think of. Um, the you have Shine Shame. No, I, I have Shine Shame. I always think of what's her name, Linda Richmond. 
because she has like Coffee there was talk? like a dumb bit uh, where she's sure. like yeah. she's like I'm gonna go take a dump in a bathtub like I'm on Shine or something like that. <laughs> you know why I never wanted to see that movie? Because in the ads, wasn't he wearing um like zinc oxide on his nose oh, and, yeah. Yeah. and I, oh, yeah, yeah. that always grossed me out as a kid so I refused to see that You movie. never saw Shine either? No, never Both saw of Shine. you have not seen Mm-mm. Shine? Is it good? Yeah. Armin Mueller Stahl was nominated that year for that. It's movie. like the yeah. old like it's like Jeffrey Rush's like it's like Jeffrey Rush. He was in one of the ones that I deleted because it was too hard. He was the who. I'm just saying like he, I wouldn't it, have it, gotten it, because of the year, it but, makes yeah. him like a thing that you would remember. Otherwise, you would just be like you would never think of Jeffrey. And Rush. then he worked a lot right immediately after that Shakespeare in Love, all that stuff. Right. But this was like his thing or yeah. whatever. The Banger yeah. Sisters was not too long after that too. Um, okay, famously. wow, amazing. Uh, but I think we're done here. Yeah, Richard That's totally killed our quiz. Totally tanked that. That's so <laughs> embarrassing. That's my fault. That's my um, fault. It's don't too hard. listen to my podcast about Oscars, I guess, because I don't know. No, I mean, listen, like, if you even liked this a little bit, you will yeah. love Richard's podcast. If anything, it just proves that, like, the Oscars it are only worth talking it. about the year of. Well, so you tortured you Richard in a Little game Little to prove Man. a point yeah. is what you're I've saying. I've also never had the kind of brain that retains like order like that, like years and, you know, like, because Joe Reed could be like, that, that the same year that Blank was nominated, that was, uh-huh. the, he will know those kind of connections. I can't make those because I'm but it But it really does way. show what you're saying is like, it, like we're thinking things are so relevant. We're like, three billboards up. Well, it's yeah. like, who mm-hmm. the hell is going to remember that? I you mean, know? like extremely loud and incredibly close got nominated for Best Picture not too long ago in that movie. Like, I don't. I forgot that. Like, I don't think most people even know that's a movie. What was that movie that was like silent in French? <laughs> The artist yeah. that won and, sh- and, the, and it won Best Director what and Best Actor. What the Silent fuck in was French. that? And, and the dog was so famous. Who the fuck saw that movie? Ugly. Silent in French. Remember um, we all cared so much. I didn't. Okay, but like we I've cared. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it. Um, so Richard's young adult novel, <laughs> yes. All We Can Do Is Wait, uh-huh. um, a film, I mean a book that's about just like the longing, the time it takes for you to like wait for Chloe Grace. Oh, and if you're from if you're from Boston, you'll like super love it because it's like got mad references yeah, yeah, to Dunkin' no, Donuts. I, yeah, and like <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of Newton Lindsay. A for lot you. of my hometown. So if you're uh-huh. from my hometown, you'll especially yeah. love it. A lot of scary. It's a little bit uh, scary though in the beginning if, if for like those it's of harrowing. us who yeah, it's a little harrowing. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but you can hear Richard talk more about the Oscars by subscribing to Little Gold Men. Uh, you can read his movie reviews at VanityFair.com and follow him at Rylaws on Twitter. Thanks for coming, Richard. Thank you for having me. Dream come um, true. Enjoy the Oscars this year. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. I will. And I'll forget everything that was nominated in about <laughs> As the As you should. Months, yeah. As yeah, you no should, which yeah. is the People point. People should forget three billboards. Yeah. And they should uh, I've forget. I've already forgotten. Well, I can never forget it. It'll scar me Yeah, forever. And they should forget that Tiffany Haddish didn't get a nomination. Oh, yikes. Well, best of luck to all the nominees. Um, anyway, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Great. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Lindsay, what is Rita Ora up to? I mean, she's up to every week. I'm like, could she be up to more? And then she's up to more. I really like this this potential Cheryl drama. Oh, it's great. Well, because, you know, so Rita has a song with Liam. And Cheryl is Liam's. Oh, speaking of really quickly, oh. this is fucked up. 
It's fucked up that this song is a Liam song featuring Rita. Because this is a Rita song featuring Liam. It's a Rita song. And it's not even just like, because we're like here for Rita, obviously. But if you listen to this song, he's like barely in it. He's barely in it. And her whole voice is like the entire song. I mean, her voice like layered to death. But like, she's the entire (laughs) landscape of the song. And he's just like sitting in a small chair on that landscape, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyways, so... Uh, this song is doing well, obviously, because the movie, you know, is pushing it along. And also it's a good song. And you have a headline from the Daily Mail, which is beautiful. And it's, quote, did she tell him not to go near her, quote? Fans notice Rita Ora didn't perform her usual sexy routine with Liam at Brits in front of Cheryl. Dot, dot, dot. As body language expert notes Payne's desire to hide. This has so many layers. <laughs> I love a body language expert. Ugh. Like, first of all, the Daily Mail has one body language expert. They always, like, bring them out for times like this. You know that, right? Like, they just have yes. one. Um, and I guess people were, were like, commenting about her perform- their performance at the Brits were, like, they didn't, like, interact as much, like, sexily because they were in front of Cheryl. Cheryl, like, would kill Rita. <laughs> I think so, too. You know? Mm-hmm. I thought also Cheryl and Liam were on the outs, but I guess not. I mean, you know Wasn't that's... that the rumor for a while? I mean, also, you know it's not going to last. Speaking no. of Bear, they have a son named Bear. Anyways, just great article, um... The show was in stark contrast to the very raunchy duet they performed on Jimmy Fallon's U.S. talk show a fortnight before. A fortnight before. I love it. It's not raunchy. Um, The other thing she did, she was going to Italy for a fashion show. So what did she do? She changed on the plane. And no one could handle it. Rita Ora hangs out in bra and knickers on private plane as she heads to Italy for a fashion show. You know what's funny? Rita, like, makes me like happy because she like loves it i saw i I saw jennifer lawrence give an interview at the wing last night and she said Mm -hmm. something that made me so sad which was like she was like you know this like fame thing she's like you know you can't like quit you can't like quit being famous like even if she was like i'm not doing movies anymore she'd still be famous and i just got so sad i was just like whoa like that's like emotionally really fucked up that you just like can't quit being famous even Mm -hmm. if you quit your job or or whatever. Anyways, it made me think of Rita a little bit because Rita like finds so much joy in being famous yeah. and like like fully embraces it and like has no thoughts like that. Like it's just <laughs> Rita it's like great. just cocks her head listening to Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> talk like, about that. Hmm? Like what? Huh? What? You're saying um, what? It was great. Anyways, Rita, keep being famous. Keep doing you. Hang mm-hmm. out in your bra and knickers on a private plane and head to Italy for that fashion show. She loves it. Let's end the episode. Yeah, it was a good one though. So thank you for um, listening. Keep rating and reviewing us on iTunes because we love it. Call in 619-WHO-THEM if you want to be featured on Thursday's episode. Maybe call with more Oscar questions because we only got one more episode of this. That's left. true. And thank you to Richard for coming and being on the show mm-hmm. and talking book. to us. And uh, all we can do us. is wait on Amazon. Buy it anywhere, actually. It's good. It made us cry, both of us, separately. Uh-huh. And what else is there to say? Is that it? We'll see you yeah. when Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've been late. We've been waiting for a lifetime for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> you will say that. they want to know. Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. Hey. I want to be famous. Leslie Manville. Oh, who? Absolutely. Right? But like, but boutique who? That was a headgum podcast. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Life Sentence, premiering Wednesday, March 7th at 9, 8 central, only on The CW.